Section three of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume seven, June eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. A geographical description of the British Islands. The April number of the London Geographical Journal contains an important account by Dr. H. R. Mill of his plan for a comprehensive geographical description of the British Islands. He proposes that a memoir shall be prepared for each sheet of the ordinance one-inch maps, giving an index of places, the mean elevation of the sheet, and of the areas included between the successive contour lines, a hypsographical description, a physiographical explanation, the areas of woodlands, moorlands, and cultivated lands, a description of local political boundaries and of historical events, and, finally and chiefly, a geographical chapter showing the relation of the human inhabitants to all the foregoing conditions, especially with regard to the sites of towns and villages, the distribution of population, the utilization of natural resources, and historical development of industries. A few carefully selected photographs of typical scenery should accompany each memoir. Some sketch maps and diagrams may also be included. A bibliography would give the titles of all pertinent publications. This plan was favorably received at a meeting devoted to its presentation, and it is to be hoped that the Royal Geographical Society will vigorously promote so admirable an undertaking. Hitherto concerned chiefly with the exploration of foreign lands, a share of its attention may well be turned towards its home islands, for, as was truly remarked at the opening of a recent Italian Geographical Congress, however great the glory of distant exploration may be, the study of the home country is a geographical duty. It may, however, be questioned whether the method of issuing a memoir for each survey sheet is on the whole advisable for a work in which the physiographical and geographical chapters, the most important parts of all, ought to be limited by natural and not by arbitrary geometrical boundaries. Unity of treatment would be gained and much repetition would be avoided by considering each physiographical area as a whole and not in accidental fragments as it happened to be divided by the edges of the map sheets. The usefulness of the empirical measurement of altitudes on so detailed a scale as here proposed may also be questioned. Not contour line areas but physiographical areas should be computed, for it is of little geographical value to include under a single arithmetical heading two surfaces of equal limiting altitudes, one a steep slope, the other a broad flat. Again, the seriousness of the undertaking is hardly recognized in the statement that the physiographical explanation would, so far as the geology is concerned, be simply a restatement of the physical geography section of the local geological survey memoir with such modifications as the modern views of the cycle of development of a land surface suggest this is as if one should say that the petrographical chapter in a new geological report should be merely a modification of a chapter on rocks that was written before the methods of modern petrography were invented it is stated that the geographical description must be the work of a trained geographer who after studying the maps in the light of all the information referred to above shall have made himself familiar with the ground there are in great britain many travelers and explorers but not many trained geographers 
in the sense contemplated by dr mill and here seems to be a prime difficulty besetting this grand undertaking at its outset but the difficulty may be in great part solved if to this crowning chapter we apply what dr mill says of a certain subordinate section it would be very sensible as an exercise in training for students if any institution existed in this country where students could be induced to study geography seriously a work of this sort must necessarily be uneven in quality it should exhibit a marked improvement from a fair beginning to a much better ending and when the end comes a revision of the earlier parts may be fairly demanded it is therefore to be hoped that dr mill will not adhere too closely to the philosophy that prohibits going into the water until after learning how to swim let a beginning of the work at least be made as a means of training up new geographers and not merely as an occupation for geographers already trained let the royal geographical society announce that it will publish in brochures chapters written according to an approved plan and reaching a standard satisfactory to a committee of editors an actual beginning thus made in the best form at present attainable will give the strongest possible impulse to the serious study of geography in the colleges and universities of a country where its neglect is now so much deplored to all parts of the work might be applied the remark introduced by dr mill under historical information it should be very stringently edited so as to confine it strictly to those features and events of direct geographical importance the varied standards of articles in the current geographical journals indicate so vague an idea of the essential quality of geographical discipline that this stringent editing will surely be needed in every chapter of the proposed memoirs care must be taken that the volumes do not become so many encyclopedias of subjects that have not a direct geographical importance local floras and faunas for example which stand in the list of suggested topics might easily depart entirely from geography and become pure biology mere lists of species have practically no geographical bearing if treated with relation to distribution they gain a touch of geographical quality but if their distribution is used to reinforce the appreciation of conditions of form altitude soil and climate they become as fully geographical as any other means of enlightened description so with the study of population numerical tables extracted from census reports omit the essential quality of relationship that characterizes geography proper true geographical study is needed to bring out the meaning of numbers and their dependence on physiographical conditions we believe that dr mill appreciates these principles very fully but there is a possibility that others who will probably cooperate with him are not so fully impressed by them and that a committee of editors as a whole might not see the importance of excluding mere tabulations of species of population and similar unrelated records from the memoirs unless the principle of relationship is insisted on from the beginning there is no place in the world that is to-day so favorably situated for the undertaking of a work of this kind as are the british islands well defined by insular position a compact embodiment of greatly varied forms a seat of vast power and wealth the rest of the world may hope to have the model of geographical monographs there established there is on the whole no society in the world better fitted to encourage and support such an undertaking than the royal geographical society of london established in the world's centre of commerce 
the resort of great numbers of explorers travelers and others of geographic sympathies possessing vast resources in its library and its funds dr mill as a secretary of this society is to be congratulated on the surroundings amid which his project takes form and we wish him the greatest success in its execution w m davis end of section three